Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. 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 Good morning, everybody. Today is Thursday, May 4th, 2023. I'm your host, Ephraim Jr., and today we pulled Wild Way. First, I have to apologize to you, the listener, and also to myself, but to you mostly, because I've eaten dairy. So if you sense a congestion in my throat and in my nose, it's because of the dairy and I can't eat that shit. And I did. I had a whole pizza. (laughs) Um, I went out with Paul Roy last night. He's back in LA and we caught up, we shot the breeze and then Shaggy joined us and it was amazingly good time. And then I got home and this morning when I woke up, Paul Roy said, never order a pizza when you're slightly drunk. And then he sent me a picture And he said, I had only three slices, but he had ordered these like two large pizzas from Pizza Hut. And he's like, I only had three slices. So it was like all this wasted pizza. And I said, send that to me right now. It just, the picture looks so good. And he refused to do that. And so I ordered my own pizza at like 11 in the morning. I realized that I was hung over and that all I wanted, yesterday all I wanted was to be vegan. Today, all I want is to eat pizza. So I've gotten that out of my system. I managed to go almost the entirety of Europe without any slip-ups, whether voluntary or not. I managed to go almost all of Europe, and then I got home, and I destroyed it all. And I regret it. I regret every delicious bite. Believe me, I regret it. But it's gone. Does anybody else do that when you have something you shouldn't eat or when you're feeling like okay this is really really decadent and then you just you have enough to like last several days or several portions but you're like I'm just gonna eat it all now just to get out of the house and then that way it's gone it's done forever does anybody do that okay hello we pulled wild way thank you for listening to that disgusting story we pulled wild way and I'm excited to talk about wild way today because I recognize and identify with that statement. I love that she, on the 2014 tour and in the 2014 promo cycle for the album Unrepentant Geraldines, I love that she would always say this is a love song. And I think she seemed really proud of saying that this was a love song that began with the phrase, I hate you. And having just traveled 30 days in very close proximity with someone, for all of that time, I think that it's a relatable statement. And here's why, because it's so often, it occurs to me, it occurred to me, I've always kind of known, but I've never traveled so long with someone so closely. And we just were together at almost all times. And so I had a mindset shift in some ways about that phrase and about needing to rely on someone for your needs for certain needs. And so as I hear this song, when Tori says, I hate you, I hate you, I do. I hate that you're the one who can make me feel gorgeous. So that there is not only the wonderful question of not all relationships or relationships aren't entirely positive, that there's moments of absolute dislike and there's moments of hate sometimes and there's moments of deep love. You know, hopefully the positive will always outweigh the negative, but there's a balance and there's always different facets, right? I think. And I think that Tori thinks that too. And that's what this line kind of flirts with or touches on this like back and forth, but also seeing someone see you or watching yourself through their eyes or being relying on your partner for your own sense of self-worth. And I think that the character in this song is doing that. I think that the character in the song is relying on their partner for feelings of validation, for gorgeousness, for feeling a validation of worthiness. 
And it's clear to me that the narrator in this song is aware that they're doing that and hates that they do that. Hates that it's so easy. <laughs> With just a flick of your finger, I can turn into some kind of monster. And I hate that. So what I've learned in just the last month of intimate partner traveling and... Um, well, one of the things I've learned is that you cannot rely on, and I know this intellectually, this may sound so dumb, I know this intellectually, but I've never put it into such, uh, it's never been put into such focus and like right in front of my face. There are things you can't rely on your partner for, and you can't rely on them for your sense of worth. You cannot rely on them for your sense of self-worth. You cannot rely on anybody to give you validation about your own human worth and oh man oh my man oh man oh man oh my man i have been in that position i have found myself in deep moments of mental chaos and mental struggle where i have relied or needed people to validate me really really desperately and i have so been there and i'm so happy to not be there right now i'm so happy to not need of course we all want our partner i think or the person that we love to show that they love us and it makes us feel good but it's when it becomes a need and it just begins to siphon away at the relationship i think it begins to siphon away at whatever connection you've built, if it becomes a chore, nobody is so clean and nobody is so fully swept out that they have time to sweep and clean someone else's problems. <laughs> Does that make sense? Nobody's house is so clean that they have time to come over and clean yours every day. So you've got to do the work for yourself. And I think this song today is reminding us, and or at least it's reminding me that I cannot rely on my partner for that because the times in the year that we've been together, in the short year that we've been together, a little less than, almost exactly a year, actually, um, there have been times where I've relied on him for things that I shouldn't. And I realize like that just can create a problem. And I don't want to ever, I'm so fiercely independent most of the time that I don't ever want to create that dynamic because if I begin to rely on someone for something and then something happens, like what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I found this article. I love an article. I don't know if you can hear the cops driving by. Police yourself! Police me. For those of us, hold on. I just have to wait. I'm going to put an edit here. I'm back. Hello. <laughs> um, for those of us in intimate relationships and those of us who have been in intimate relationships much longer than I have been. Remember, I gave them up in 2015 or 16. I gave them up. Or was it 2017? God, time flies. Can you fucking believe Unrepentant Geraldine's was almost 10 fucking years ago? Go fuck yourself, time. Anyway, sorry. Sorry for the cursing. But that's how I feel. Can you fucking believe it? Can you believe Night of Hunters Tour was 12 years ago? Already 12 years ago. What the literal fuck? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. But for those of us in intimate relationships, it can be a lot of hard fucking work. And I read something today. I read this article and I wanted to read it, a little bit of it here. I'm trying not to read articles. You know, I'm trying not to, you know, take people's content and make it my own. But whatever. I found this article anyway. And it said, um, where is it? Oh, God. 
I fell down this rabbit hole, the five things you should never rely on your partner for. And I read this thing and I agree with it. And you should never rely on your partner. As I said, one, I already knew for your sense of self-worth or your own image of yourself, fine. Two, your identity. Three, your intimate needs. Four, your decisions. And five, your happiness. You should never rely on someone else for your decision-making and your happiness. But I was really surprised by the intimate needs. And so I read this and it said the weight of our intimate needs can be immense. These needs include intellectual needs as well as physical needs and can stimulate us in a number of ways. So when I read that, I was like, oh, intellectual intimacy. Like you have to be, this is, that was from medium.com, by the way, you have to be intimate with yourself. And so then I'm just like, oh, it's all, all the synapses are firing. I'm just like firing on all cylinders here today. Happy, happy Thursday. So I, I was like, how do I, how, how does one become intimate with themselves? You know, I've, I've drawn a bath. I was ready for a different kind of answer. But the answer that I got also from medium.com, I just really Googled like building intimacy with yourself and up came this article. Do you know how to be intimate with yourself? And I said, no. And I read it. And now I do know how to be intimate with myself. And I'll tell you, self-intimacy is freedom. It's the freedom you can experience when you find ways to liberate yourself from all the must-dos, the should-dos, the have-tos, and the supposed-tos. So you're supposed to you know, shred all this stuff away. The should-dos are the things that you've uh, learned the societal should do's, you know, all the things that you have to do in your day. Of course, it talks about cultivating intimacy by um, sitting in bed and or when, or like sitting quietly meditating. But they use the phrase sitting quietly rather than meditating because meditating can freak people out. Oh, no, they use the phrase quiet listening. So which is, again, something that I don't do very often is just listen to myself. But what I liked about this article is that it said that when you put your needs before the needs of others, we tend to put the needs of others first, which leads us to doing things because someone else says we should. We don't have to follow someone else's desires. Practice saying no. And that when you practice saying no or that when you put your needs first, it honors yourself. And that's a way to build your own trust within yourself is to build trust of yourself. You know that movie Slacker, Richard Linkletter? He directed like uh, Before Sunrise, Sunset, whatever, Sundown. Um, he uh, And Waking Life. Remember Waking Life? But he did a movie called Slacker. And I remember, I've probably talked about this before because it sticks with me all the time. This guy is like robbing this old man's house and the old man is actually home or gets home or something and the old man catches him and the guy runs out and he's shouting at him from the porch and the only thing I can remember him shouting is may you never know the pain of self-mistrust and that and that's what I was thinking when you realize that if you honor your own needs practice saying no to things that you might not actually want to do then you learn to trust yourself and that you, it just kind of builds this sort of circle of trust that you're trusting, that you're putting yourself first and that it's like a physical memory that you remember you're not trusting yourself and that you're like not going against your best interest. You're like going against your gut. So it says, trust your inner authority. Quiet listening will reveal your heart's desires. Trust that you know what's best for you and have allowance to accept yourself as you are. Be vulnerable. Show up and be yourself for yourself. Practice gratitude and get curious. Catch yourself during the day. If you're feeling triggered or emotional, slow down and get curious. Ask yourself what is causing this strong emotion. What I like is that I have a partner and I like him and I love him and I don't hate him. 
and he can make me feel gorgeous and I can also make myself feel gorgeous. And that's what the lesson is, I think, today is it was a roundabout way of getting there, but we got there. And I think it is you have to make yourself feel gorgeous. You have to prevent your inner monster you can't just be in reactionary mode all of the time. If your partner's grumpy or doesn't kiss you in the morning or doesn't put their hand on your back or whatever your intimacy needs are, then you can't turn into a monster. You have to keep it together, people. You have to keep it together. Yeah, that's good to hear because for my situation, me and Michael don't live together. We don't live anywhere near each other. So I have to rely on myself for my own intimacy needs. And this is telling me, like, I, I, today is, I'm recording this on Wednesday night. And this is the first moment I've been alone since I got back. When I got home on Monday, I was immediately assaulted by um, a someone who appeared to be on drugs. And I, after having the best 30 days of my life, like consecutively, I get out of the cab or the, it was a cab actually, it was not an Uber. I may have said Uber before, but it was a cab. And I got out of the cab and I was immediately like confronted by this man who just wouldn't leave me alone. And I'm like, I am in the worst place in the world after being in the beautiful, like feeling totally safe. I made it through Europe with my phone, my credit cards, my wallet, my AirPods. I made it through. I didn't lose anything. I lost one ring in one bar early on the tour, but that's probably my own fault because I took it off and I just forgot to put it back on or I don't know. I was playing with it. I was fiddling with it. It's my own fault. I'm blaming the victim, but I generally felt safe this whole tour. And then the moment I got here to LA, I had this incident and I was like, well, this is the literal worst place. Downtown LA is literally the worst place in the world. So I go upstairs on Monday night and I lay in my bed and I immediately pass out. And then I slept through the whole night because she was catching up on her body clock. She was rocking her body. And then Tuesday, I had already, I had to go to work. And then I had already made plans with Paul Roy and Shags. So we went out on Tuesday. Then Wednesday, I had to work all day and eat a pizza, by the way. And then now I'm home alone. And I, I caught up on my correspondence. I packaged Terry's second prize place winning prize for the tour all night, Wilson Wants game. And I packaged Anthony Baldwin's first place prize. So everybody is packaged. And now... I'm packaging the Golden Five winners. And once that's done, I'll package the Daily Bonus winners. I'm getting stuff done. I'm enjoying being alone. I'm enjoying listening to the records that I bought. And I have to recommend one right now. Her name is Gina Birch, and the album is called I Play My Bass Loud. And I may play a song here, because you know, we've all heard Wild Way. (laughs) And I'm going to play this song instead. So I hope you have a wonderful day, everybody. Oh, and I wanted to do this. Oh. I wanted to do this too. There's so much. This episode's so long. I'm sorry, but we have not done this for a while. So I'm going to put the microphone down like this and I'm going to lean over and hopefully you can catch me. The waveform looks like you can catch me and I'm just going to put, hold on, I'm going to raise the mic a little. I'm putting this here. Can you hear me? I hope so. Okay. Oh wait, that's not good. Hold on. This is, we're learning. We're learning. Okay. I'm putting the microphone there. That hopefully I think will be better. Okay, now I am shuffling our Prism Oracle cards because we haven't done this in a while. And I want to, we're, I'm barely just resetting my body from tour. And I want to know what this next few days will bring me. So I am, ooh, one just popped out. So that's my future, I'll put that. And then my past, or my middle is the middle. 
and then I'm pulling out that card. Okay. Okay. This card represents the, car the energy that I'm sending away, and that is protection. I'm giving away protection. I'm, like, pushing away protection. So let's see what that means in the Oracle book. It is a member of, like, the deeply purple family. It's interesting to me that the protection card is purple, deeply purple like a bruise. Although they call it black in this book. Okay. The essence of this card is about feeling personally safe and protected as you navigate through life. It asks you to find the delicate balance of pushing yourself through fearful, anxious situations while also feeling secure. This card asks how you can feel protected during those scary situations. Does it mean reaching out to others or just making sure that you are grounded in the present? How can you move forward while feeling safe? Okay, that's what I'm sending away. I'm sending away protection because I, and that makes sense to me in my personal life, because I went to Europe with a great sense of protection around me because I had had my phone stolen in London the year before and I was very guarded and eventually I was just saying eventually came to feel safe I felt so safe in Europe as opposed to the moment I got here I had to like instantly put that thing back on so I'm sending that energy away that sense that I have to be guarded or protected okay this is the energy that's here now and it's faith and it's all it's in the purple card deck and it's in the purple family okay faith this card isn't really about belief in a higher power, although if that is part of your practice, you're welcome to infuse it here. It's not. It's more about trusting that no matter what, things will be okay. This is an idea that's much larger than yourself or anyone else. Things are moving and shifting all the time, so just keep working towards your goal, whatever it may be, and know that your outcome will lead you exactly where you need to be. So faith, that's what's here now, and I do, I do, just a little more faith. Help me keep myself together. And finally, the energy that we're shifting f and making room for to come in is creativity. Again, in the purple family. Let me tell you, it says protections in the black family, but to me, that is deeply purple. Then you got purple faith, and then you got purple creativity. So I'm very purple today, and that means you're purple too. Creativity. We all have the capacity to be creative and express ourselves. Don't shy away from engaging in creative acts and pursuits. When you're feeling inspired, it's important to embrace that magic, spark, and excitement and enjoy the creative process. Well, that's good because tomorrow I'm grocery shopping so that I can begin my vegan lifestyle, and I am... Maybe if Mrs. Krabby Apple sends me paint recommendations, I'll start picking up painting because apparently Mrs. Krabby Apple knows a thing or two about painting. And finally, the last thing I wanted to do, and I wanted to start this last year or last the last few episodes, but I was in the middle of a thing, you know? I was in the middle of the 100-day challenge, so I couldn't just start it. So we're starting it today, and I have this book that I found. It's called the Mensa Genius Quiz a Day Book, and there's a quiz for every day. And I put this letter as, a, my, book as my bookmark. I put this letter from my dad that he sent me once that's really, really sweet that he sent with a, an amazing gift of three crosses, which is the town symbol of Las Cruces, New Mexico. Anyway, today is May 4th. And this is the quiz. And you can take it with me, and I'll reveal the answer tomorrow. May 4th, if 6 is 10, 1 is his, and 5 is legs, what is 7? That's it. If 6 is 10, 1 is his. Now, it's important to know that these words are capitalized. 6, 10, 1, his, 5, legs, 7. If 6 is 10, 1 is his, and 5 is legs, what is 7? I'll tell you tomorrow. Bye.
Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.